Hello, my friends, and welcome to another moment. Yes, another Black History Moment with Bo. In the midst of Black History Month 2023, and I gotta tell you, this Black History Month, they are pulling out all stops. I mean, they are bombarding us on TV with so-called Black History. I mean, I have never seen so many reruns of creed and glory and pride, just to name a few. But don't get me wrong now, this is not history. This is entertainment. And for that governor of Alabama that wants to delete all history from books prior to 1970, all I got to say is, Dude, you got your work cut out for you because nothing filters truth from falsehood like history. And to tell you the truth, friends, I have never been so astonished by the number of books that they have banned. Books by Martin Luther King, Rosie Parks, Toni Morrison, just to name a few. And so, of course, I had to do a little background checking And 2020 was a year full of reckoning for the publishing industry. It meant coming face to face with its continued failures to address a lack of diversity in their companies and in their slates of authors. And according to an opinion column published in the New York Times entitled, Just How White Is the Book Industry? Books by writers of color only accounted for 11% of published work in 2018. And it's stats like this that are a sobering reminder of just how much farther we all have to go in 2023. And Governor, if you are afraid books might change someone's thinking, you're not afraid of books, you're afraid of thinking. Because books are the carriers of civilizations. Without books, History is silent, literature dumb, science crippled, thought and speculation at a standstill. Without books, the development of civilization would have been impossible. They are engines of change, as the poet said, windows on the world and lighthouses erected in the sea of time. They are, my friends, companions, teachers, magicians, bankers of the treasures of the mind. Books, damn it, are humanity in print. So go ahead, Governor. Ban teaching of the civil rights movement, of Rosa Parks and the Montgomery bus boycott. And yet our people will still learn it because shows like this, underground shows, will bring it to our people as often as possible. The days of dumbing us up are over and you can never go backwards. Do you not realize that our history is so special people had to steal it? Truth be told, not all people will jump aboard this awakening train because not all black people are going to stick together. 
But those who do, I say again, those who do will be the ones who build the future for our coming generations. Today, my friends, I'm going to tell you a story about a woman by the name of Mae Jemison. And on February the 24th, 1996, Mae Jemison saw a police car flashing lights and instinctively felt dread. But when she pulled over, the next 24 hours became even more of a nightmare. The police officer's flashlight dug into her eyes, and he barked at her to get out of the car. Apparently, she had a warrant out for an unpaid speeding ticket. But as she tried to explain, he twisted her wrists, forced her to the ground, and pushed her face into the pavement. Does that not remind you of George Floyd? A movement passed down by policemen from generation to generation. And so he made her walk barefoot to the parked car where he shoved her into the back seat and slammed the door. Despite her fame and accomplishments or how much she had given to this country, this police officer was still targeting her. Mae Jemison, a police corps volunteer and the first black woman to go into space in 1992, was brutalized. If achieving the highest level can't earn us respect from racist police, nothing will. Let me tell you a little something about Mae Jemison. She is an American astronaut and physician who in 1987 became the first African-American woman to be admitted into NASA's astronaut training program. And on September the 12th, 1992, Jemison finally flew into space with six other astronauts aboard the Endeavour on mission STS-47, becoming the first African-American woman in space. Now, she was born in 1956 in Decatur, Alabama. She's the youngest child of Charlie Jemison, a roofer, and Dorothy Jemison, an elementary school teacher. Her sister, Ada, became a child psychiatrist, and her brother, Charles, became a real estate broker. And the whole family moved to Chicago, Illinois, when she was three years old, to take advantage of better educational opportunities. And it is the city that she calls her hometown. And throughout her whole school years, her parents were supportive and encouraging of her talents and abilities. And she spent a lot of time in the school library reading about all aspects of science, especially astrology. And like many of African-American students, while she was at Morgan Park High School, she became convinced she wanted to pursue a career in biomedical engineering. As a consistent honor roll student and graduating in 1973, she entered Stanford University on a National Achievement Scholarship. She was also involved in a lot of extracurricular activities at Stanford, 
including dance and theater productions, and served as head of the Black Student Union and received a Bachelor of Science degree in chemical engineering from the university in 1977. After graduation, she entered Cornell University Medical College, and during her years there, she found time to expand her horizons by studying in Cuba and Kenya and working at a Cambodian refugee camp in Thailand. After she got her M.D. in 1981, she interned at Los Angeles County University of Southern California Medical Center and later worked as a general practitioner. For the next two and a half years, she was the Area Peace Corps Medical Officer for Sierra Leone and where she also taught and did medical research. But after she got back to the United States in 1985, Jemison made a career change and decided to follow a dream she had nurtured for a long time. In October, she applied for admission to NASA astronaut training program. The Challenger disaster of January 1986 delayed the selection process But when she reapplied a year later, Jameson was one of the 15 candidates chosen from a field of about 2,000. In June of 1987, Jameson became the first African-American woman to be admitted to the NASA astronaut training program. After more than a year of training, she became the first African-American woman astronaut earning the title of science mission specialist, a job that would make her responsible for conducting crew-related scientific experiments on the space shuttle. And when she finally flew into space on September 12, 1992, with six other astronauts aboard the Endeavor on mission STS-47, she became the first African-American woman in space. And during that time, she conducted experiments on weightlessness and motion sickness on the crew and herself. In all, she spent more than 190 hours in space before returning to Earth on September 20th, 1992. Following her historic flight, Jemison noted that society should recognize how much both women and members of other minority groups can contribute if given the opportunity. After leaving the astronaut corps in March of 1993, Jemison accepted a teaching fellowship at Dartsmouth. She also established the Jemison Group, a company that seeks to research, develop, and market advanced technology. This, my friends, is truly a woman that made and is continuing to make our ancestors proud. After all of her accolades and all that she had done for this country, she was still brutalized for the mere fact of being black. So the folks who tried to prevent a black girl from going to school in 1957 are opposed to their grandchildren learning how they tried to prevent a black girl from going to school in 1957. That's all that this thing about 
not teaching real history is about. And the funny thing is, when you don't let people disrespect you, they start calling you difficult. And we're not difficult. We simply want the truth to be told. And that is, without Black history, there is no American history. Because we built and made this country. Every generation has its purpose. Ours is to reveal the truth and reverse the brainwashing. My friends, we all know what that music means, that it is time for me to go. Turn off the mic, shut down the computer, and face this day. But before I go, I have a message for you. And this message is from Malcolm X. And he said, armed with the knowledge of our past, we can with confidence charter a course for our future. Culture is our indispensable weapon in the freedom struggle. We must take hold of it and forge the future with the past. Have a good day, my friends. And until next time, it has been my honor.